0: To Heroes of Cosplay Sanctuary, episode two. Today's episode, we're talking all about fandom. Thanks so much for joining me. The second episode I thought it would be good before I have any guests or anything really that I'm digging super deep into with a lot of references and a bunch of delving into the opinion is fact sort of zone that this would be a good place to start with something like that. If I get myself started on opinion is fact, I'll probably be talking for like four hours so we won't go too far into that. Just for me to say that there's a lot of content that exist for cosplayers or otherwise, you begin to use the opinion of the person talking as the baseline for fact. There may be facts involved, but that some of the information that you're getting isn't very well researched, that can lead to a lot of confusion. And it can also make people leery of what they're listening to. It's kind of a listener beware situation where you're putting a lot of your faith And your belief in what you're hearing based on who you know who you like and who you trust online so make sure whoever you're listening to has some value for you and your belief system so whatever i'm going to talk about basically my opinion at this point. This is only the second episode. I haven't established myself as an expert in anything. I don't consider myself an expert in anything. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not an accountant. I'm I'm not really a motivator of any kind in the professional world. I'm, I'm no one thing. One thing I do know a few things about is business. Another thing I do know a few things about is digital marketing. I know a little bit about theater. I know a little bit about how to perform. I was a performance major for a while, once upon a time. I've done some theater. So I do have background. I have about 18 years of doing uh, a wide range of entrepreneurial assets and a wide range of business assets that I use to produce this podcast, provide information for you in the form of an opinion based on many, many years of observation. So with that... Let's talk about fandom. There's a fellow who I met not too long ago. His name is David Meerman Scott. He has actually studied fandom, and I'm not here to pitch him or his book that's coming out in January. However, if you do want to look him up, (laughs) go and find his book. That's great. Um, It's actually not called fandom, it's called fanocracy something to that effect he goes deep into how being a fan has really created a culture I believe that it has that being a fan is something where you can find people that you agree with a topic on regardless of where you come from who you are what your background is like you forget about all of that you identify with this person who's with you based on that one thing that you're there to do together so if I go to a Metallica concert Everybody around me is at a Metallica concert. Why? Because we all love Metallica. That's, that's why we're all there. Maybe you don't like Metallica. Maybe, maybe all the people listening to this can't stand them. But the person that I'm next to at that event loves them. It's the same thing with cosplay. So if I go to a con, why am I at a convention? Why am I at Comic Con? Why am I at Dragon Con? Why did I go to Wizard Con? I went because I wanted to identify as a fan. So the last time I went, I went to see David Tennant, I went to see Summer Glau, I went to see some of the other people that, uh, that were at that event. I had a great time identifying, not just with them, but with other people that were there with me. So when I'm standing outside, or when I'm standing in line, um, or waiting to get into a panel, then I'm standing next to somebody who we can kind of talk and really geek out about stuff that that person was involved with. Really, it's just an opinion. It's a, it's an opinion that I share with that person, loosely share, because, again, we can both have a very different approach to fandom. He really liked episode six of Arrow season five, and I have no idea what he's talking about because I don't break things down that way. I just, you know, remember... Certain lines and certain things, you know, that there, there's still common ground. For this person, I'm here for this person. The Terminator 2 series was really cool. Yes, I agree with you. And here's a bunch of reasons why. We're experiencing fandom. Experiences it differently and on different levels. A lot of this exists because of that. Because it has a fan base. Because it has a customer base. So, and that's really if I'm going to talk about a book. And talk about what this guy uh, who, who wrote this book on fanocracy is getting at that he's really getting at, your fan is your customer. So if I'm talking about you and I'm, I'm saying, well, fandom is important because, well, it's important because if you are a, a cosplayer and you're online and you want to establish yourself inside of this community, you want people to follow you and you want them to know you and like you and trust you, you are basically turning a fan into a customer at a certain point. They're going to purchase something from you. They're going to donate their time, their energy, their resources to you because they know you, like you, and trust you. And why do they do that? Because you connect with them on some level as a fan, as as a person who generates fandom for them. So you dress up as, let's say, uh, Wolverine. Or you dress up as Psylocke or Jean Grey or Cyclops. I'm just naming X-Men at this point, but it could be anybody. Captain America or Batman, or, you know, let's let's get really obscure. Can we get more obscure than that? I don't know, Martian Manhunter, Dr. Fate. Um, they're still pretty mainstream. Guy Gardner, you know, like, who are you, who are you going as? And, like, you're looking at that and you go, oh, that's awesome. And, you know, oh, I want to do that. You know, oh, now look at all these ideas I'm getting for something that I want to build. Or, oh, the next time that I go, I hope I get the person's, uh, you know, a selfie with them or an autograph or whatever. Or I buy something from them, like a t-shirt or or, you know, art. Whatever the case is, because it's not just cosplayers that go to these things. It's also a lot of the comic book artists. It's a big venue for artists in general. Anybody who's related to the industry, it's very derivative. It's very inclusive from that standpoint. From a a perspective of a fan, that it's on both sides. As a cosplayer, I'm dressing up as the character that I want to portray because I want to identify or I want to connect. But then somebody looks at me dressing like that and they connect with me and they say, oh, well I can relate to that and that's really cool. I'm not dressed up, but I'm still connecting with that. So there's still, there's like all these levels of fandom that are happening as you're, as you're both looking and as you're performing. So you, you have to be a persona. It's a, it's a very undefined persona. It doesn't require that you memorize a bunch of lines. It doesn't require that you're really on all the time in terms of performance. When you show up in a costume, there is a certain level of expectation and you do create a certain level of a fan base, either for what you represent or for you, because people start to know you, because they've seen you online, because they've seen you at conventions and you start to circulate yourself. So you become kind of this middleman as a cosplayer between what they originally came for. I liked Stan Lee and Jim Lee's version of X-Men growing up that was something that identified and then they turned it into a movie and I identified with those actors and actresses Famke jansen hugh jackman patrick stewart the original x-men people that were on the uh that were in the movies followed them around of course we you know go to imdb.com you find out other movies that they were in you go going to watch those or you find out that hugh, Jack- hugh jackman was like performance of oklahoma so you're like ooh, that's interesting you know let's watch hugh jackman sing and dance and do all these silly things or you know, let's watch *Sheldon* because we know Hugh Jackman's in it. In that sense, where they're they're in they're involved in that industry, then you see them at a convention or something like that. Like, oh my God, Patrick Stewart's coming to a convention. I have to go, and you you show up, and then you see all these other people dressed like him, and you're like, oh, I gotta get my picture with it. And then you start to think, well, maybe I could do that myself. Maybe I could just, well, I'll just buy a blue suit and, you know, I'll just get this, um, you know, and then you're like, well, no, 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 let's let's make this even more elaborate. Let's create this huge yellow contraption that we can sit in, go beyond that. Let's not be Professor X. Let's be a different character. And, you know, we can be more X-Men and we can do this. We can do that. So it's like an expanding universe of becoming a fan that creates an industry that creates a customer base, which when you're a cosplayer, you probably don't care about or think about. Here's why it's important. It's important because as a cosplayer, you're either doing this for fun, or you're doing this because you want to generate something else. You want to monetize what you're doing in some way, or at least break even, because costumes are expensive. You know, whether I'm going to spend $100 on a costume, I'm going to try and make my own, you have to buy something, you have to buy the materials, you have to buy something to put it together, you have to buy the equipment, 3D print everything, or you have to go and find somebody to do that for you and commission them and build a custom suit that fits you or you have to sort of go between those two things which is what i like to do which is buy something and then alter it just a little bit still give credit to the person who made it but just add or subtract or you know that you have to kind of tailor it a little bit to make sure that it fits you Something we want to deal with when we're out having fun, but every single person that comes up to you in some way is your customer. So we're not in, we're not in marketing, we're not in sales. This isn't you're not there really to sell yourself unless you really do buy into the cosplay as a brand, cosplay as a form of digital marketing, regular marketing, and that you really are there to circulate yourself and in some way either grow your uh, acting presence or presence and ability to sell something or your presence and ability to, to get into one of these landscapes of cinematography, of creating videos, videography, photography. Like there's something that you're trying to build, whether it's credits behind you or whether it's you're trying to get into something like commercials, theater, whatever performance that you're trying to do. And that this is just building a body of work for you. Everybody who comes up to you, everybody who says hi, starts to get into that realm of PR and marketing. And it starts to become... customer base so anybody that approaches you you hand them something or you don't you're still making an impression it's it's a small step worthy process to to get impressions that way because it's really just one-to-one at that point Uh, your social media is going to give you a lot more there is definitely something about being able to that you can experience fandom very directly that makes it very personal for The experience makes it very personal for your fan base. And this has been explained to me, and I'm going to do a terrible job explaining this because I don't have a diagram in front of me. Okay, like if you draw a circle around you, you draw a big circle for, um, you know, like when you're speaking to an audience, like for example, with this podcast, I'm in a room talking to myself, and there's really nobody around that's relatively impersonal. It can be personal. I try and make it personal, but there's no one here. It's probably the least level of commitment as far as fandom is concerned. It's a lot like putting things on social media and just putting it out there and not really paying attention to it. I'm just going to throw content up. I'm just going to have things. People are going to like things. I'm not going to respond to anything. And even if I do, there's a relatively low level of commitment because you're not in front of that person. So as soon as you're in front of the person, I'm on a stage, you're in the audience or the other way around. That's a different level of responsiveness that's a different level of connection when i move into the audience i'm on stage i come down into the audience different level of connection so now i'm right next to you you can connect with me very personally in your space so when you go to a convention and you see one of your favorite cosplayers and you take a selfie with them that's super close ultimate fandom you are literally connecting with that person they are in your little zone your little comfort zone You've gone so far outside of your comfort zone, or they have, that you're taking pictures with them, that you're interacting with them, and that has worked wonders. Uh, a lot of actors and actresses, a lot of people who are involved in cosplay, you know, no offense to people who are just doing it to do it, but we know that there is this level of cosplayers who are totally all in on cosplay, you know, have booths and sign autographs and take selfies. You know, they're right alongside anybody who is TV series or even a movie, maybe not on the same level but they're still up there and they're still doing it. We're relating to them and it gets very personal. So fandom is very personal, always keeping in mind that these are your customers. These are people who know you, like you and trust you, how you conduct yourself with that, with all of that trust that is really in your hands at that point. A final point. And I I say, well, is fandom cosplay and his cosplay fandom. You know, is this is this like the ultimate form of fandom when you literally dress up as Doctor Who and you show up to a convention where Doctor Who is at the convention and you take a picture with him and you're both dressed up. You know, one of you is a professional actor and the other one is not. But you at that moment there's that connection. Is it really just synonymous? When I experience fandom, I experience cosplay. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, or when when I experience cosplay, I definitely experience fandom. I think that's absolutely 100% true. I'm always a fan when I'm in this, when I'm in this realm or this industry that is cosplay. It's always fandom. So if I'm making a point, I'm really just saying that you want to connect, and you want to identify with your audience or your customer, whatever the case may be, if you're a cosplayer. That is where I'm going to end this episode of Heroes of Cosplay Sanctuary. Here is where I'm going to end Heroes of Cosplay Sanctuary. Thanks so much for everybody who listened. I can't wait to hear from all of you in the next episode. Please do either subscribe or leave me a review. That's super helpful when creating these podcasts, when putting more content out there. I definitely want to know that you're listening and every one of those reviews is so helpful, is so important. Thank you so much.